Blog Talk Radio. Our God, He's an awesome God, He reigns from heaven above with wings, dumb power and love. Our God is an awesome God. Welcome everyone to the Kingdom Thinking Radio family, to the Kingdom Thinking Radio show, Kingdomnomics Thursdays on the Kingdomnomics Network, on Kingdom Thinking Network. My name is Prophetess Denise, and I am the co-host of Kingdom Thinking Radio, Kingdomnomics Thursdays. And our host is Minister Al, also known as the Prophetic Financier. We're excited to have you on. This is a con- continuing conversation from our talks last Thursday. There's a podcast for your convenience you can download to listen to those older conversations. And also, in addition to these conversations we'll be having today. Before I move on, I'd like to take care of some disclaimers, and here they are. We are not attorneys. We do not give legal or financial advice. We are a private ministry group not affiliated with any legal society. Kingdom Thinking Ministry, SSS, is an unincorporated private ministry and membership association protected under the first, fourth, fifth, ninth, and tenth amendments to the U.S. Constitution for the United States of America. Kingdom Thinking Ministries' vision is to teach God's people the principles of renewing their minds so they can qualify, receive, and manage kingdom living according to biblical principles. Our mission is the creation of a kingdom-like community to provide health, wealth, education, and social welfare to all mankind and to further the advancement of the gospel of the kingdom of heaven throughout the world. I please, I encourage you to follow us so that you can receive all future announcements for all our radio shows. If you can, you can actually follow us right now. That would be appreciated. 
And also during the show, we'll announce a specific time where you can call in and ask any questions that you need to have answered for clarity. We encourage that. And please also, you can write us at Kingdom Thinking Ministry at gmail.com. Again, that is Kingdom Thinking Ministry at gmail.com. Please write us there. You can actually ask for prayers if there's something specific in your life that you'd like us to pray for you. And also you'll be able to be on our mailing list so you can get any future announcements that we think that are important for you to have in your life. You can become a member and join in our, by joining our community again by writing to us at kingdomthinkingministry at gmail.com. And please, there's a follow button also right here that you can actually follow us and we can get your information. We'll be talking today about obtaining the naked truth concerning obtaining wealth, utilizing natural law and biblical principles that the elite 1% use daily to create passive wealth. Position yourself to capitalize on the greatest transfer of wealth that you, the United States of America has ever seen. According to 10, according 10,000 baby boomers are retiring every day for the next 17 years, and 20% of them own businesses and real estate with no qualified buyers. We will teach you, you will learn how to capitalize on this one in a lifetime event. So before I go on, I just want to start right now to welcome Minister Al, also known as a prophetic financier and the host of Kingdomnomics Thursday. Good morning, Minister Al. How are you today? I'm well. Grace and peace, Prophet Denise. Thank you so much for such a warm and elegant uh, introduction. Uh, I didn't know you were even speaking about me, but that is great. Glory to God. <laughs> um, I want to kind of piggyback on what you said, you know, really and truly, family, the greatest transfer of wealth is happening for the just. This is biblically sound. It is the year of Jubilee, and it's time for us to truly uniquely position ourselves so that we can do so. And I'm going to share with you in today's topic how this is biblically sound and how it is happening today. All the signs are here, and we're going to look to position ourselves. But I'd like to talk about yesterday's show real quickly. Uh, Prophet Denise, you did a great job yesterday. I was definitely inspired. I actually was informed a lot of things that I always had suspicions about. And I want to thank you for such a for allowing the word of God to pour out of your mouth to just give to the women and also to the men because it was very, very important. You're absolutely welcome. And I hope everyone was blessed that joined us yesterday. Oh, yeah, I, I feel that they were. I know that I was for sure. Um, before I get into the topic again of the greatest transfer of wealth, you know, I was just thinking and this message is really for someone, for those who are out there under institutional religion that have them bound, that have their minds with a governor cap on it. Because by our limited belief system, we can only reach that certain point based on our belief system. And, you know, years ago, I don't know if you can recall, Prophet Denise, there used to be a show called Live in Color. And yes, they always had a skit. They had a skit that spoke about a person having 16 jobs. Now, all of us coming from the Caribbean, we actually found that entertaining. But however, when you think about it from a esoteric and biblical fashion, you need to feel sad about that situation. Because why is it that we're glorifying being a slave, or we should say toiling for a living? For those who didn't know, toiling was a punishment that was given unto Adam for disobedience. Scripture says in Genesis chapter 3, verse 17, then to Adam he said, because you have heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the fruit of the tree which I've commanded you, saying you shall not eat of, cursed is the ground for your sake. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. So you see, toiling 
working one job, two jobs, 16 jobs, a part-time job, that's toiling. We are walking into a time where we're supposed to be in an Abrahamic covenant. We're supposed to, our name is supposed to be made great. It's not about toiling. It's not about slaving. Scripture is going to have, as I'm going to share with you later on, that the wealth of the wicked was stored up for the just. But you see, we have to go back before we lost knowledge of self and we were disobedient, that everything that was, was existing was provided for us. Even the irrigation system that dwelled in, in Eden came from the ground. It didn't even rain from above. The irrigation system mystified through the soil. Everything was prepared and provided for Adam and Eve in that context. Does that make sense? But yes, yes that, we, yeah, it does. that's it's interesting. It's interesting, right? See, we've been so separated from true kingdom living. Again, in kingdom living, a king's value and credibility is based upon the living conditions of his royal subjects. So see, God is the author and the creator of kingdom living. So it's very imperative that we get back to that place where we can understand how kingdom living is supposed to be. Because I think for most of us, we've never understood what it was like to live under kingdom. We were more so under democracy, not a kingdom. So it's imperative that we, we get back to that place where we can do that. See, for the uniqueness of kingdoms, God is the original conceiver of the kingdom concept. God chose this kingdom concept as his governing system. And if you understand, kingdoms are unique. And I want to share with you a few reasons why kingdoms are unique and why we as Kingdom Thinking Ministry is looking at kingdom-like community because it's very, it's very prosperous, it's very powerful, it's very protective. The very first thing that makes the kingdom unique is the king embodies the government. So you see now, let's look at that for a minute. When we live in a democratic society, who's the head? The government, not God. So you see, we've got to restore ourselves back to being in a kingdom environment. Number two, the will of the king is the mandate of the kingdom. So you see, it's the will of God, our creator, in which we're supposed to operate from, not the rule or the statues, the hundreds and thousands of statues that Caesar, a.k.a. our government, is imposing on us. Because be mindful, government was created by man, which is us, and, and they're supposed to serve us, not us serve the government. But that's another topic that we're going to get into deeply. The third thing is the word of the king is the source of law. So now if you can recall, initially before all the debacle here in the United States, everything used to be in God we trust, correct? It's been That's removed correct. from the school system. It's been removed from the school system. Kids cannot pray anymore. They cannot. It was in the courtroom above the, the, the so-called judge's name or, or their, their seat. It used to say in God we trust. They have removed everything that was resembling true law and order out of these systems. The fourth thing, the king personally owns everything in the kingdom, and that means lordship. See, there can only be one king of king and only one lord of lord. So with that said, we are all trustees over God's estate. Last episode, we spoke about the story of the of the master who went on a journey and he gave talent to his servants. Just as God said he gave us dominion over the earth, what he was saying in essence is that he gives us co-lordship over everything. Because you know what? The last time I checked, I didn't create the sky, the moon, the stars, the rivers, the seas. I didn't plant any trees by the riverside. Does that make sense? So you see, yeah. we have to get back to lordship. Number five, the citizens of the kingdom serve at the king's pleasure, which means worship, which means that 
in all thy doing and all thy being, serve the Lord. That's the only way that we can do that. And then the last, number six, the king's reputation is determined by the welfare status of the lifestyle of his citizen. So you see, we again, I'm going to reiterate once again, we don't have a financial problem. We don't have family issues. We don't have health issues. We truly have an identity crisis. So it is imperative that before we can move forward, Scripture says that you can't pour new wine in old wine skin. Or another way that I can give it in a metaphoric way is that you have to empty your cup in order for something new to be poured in. So I'm encouraging you, my family, my brothers, my sisters, my friends, that we need to empty our cup. We need to create a new wine vat that we can receive this portion of wealth transfer that's happening today because it is scripturally sound. I encourage you that. You know, this is for those who are tired of being tired, of being tired of not having ends meet, not having a sense of fulfillment in your life. The time has come where you can't sit in your current position and tolerate it and expect change. So I'm going to caution you, though. I'm bringing the naked truth. And here's what's, it's going to offend a lot of people. It's going to shake a lot of belief systems. But you know something? Growth comes when you leave your comfort zone. So I'm hoping that these messages are shaking and causing you to feel very uncomfortable in your comfort zone because growth comes out of stretching. You could never advance what you tolerate. So you have to become, as Scripture says, in the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom suffered violence and violence took it by force. So this is a time where you have to be actively violent in your thought process because your mind is one of the greatest gifts that God ever gave you that you have the power to create, you have the power to change, you have free will. Your mind is a transmitter and a receiver, and it immunates vibrations into the ethers that allows you to be a part of that co-creative process. So I'm urging you that we need to renew our minds as Scripture requires us to do so that we can first seek the kingdom and obtain all of its righteousness, or I should say right consciousness, because everything is to come around your consciousness. So we need to get to that point. But let's get into the subject matter again of today about that greatest transfer of wealth. So I'm hoping everyone today has a Lazarus experience, that you come from a place of the dead and return back to the land of the living. Because if you're back in the land of the living, you're going to have life. You're going to have life more abundantly. So I'm urging and I'm happy to just be, to thank the creator today for allowing me to, to be his servant, to bring forth his will and his word. You know, this is not Minister Al, the AKA the financier's word. This is the true living word of the living God. And he wanted us to prosper. Now let's go to scripture and see exactly what that means. And again, I just want to thank all of those who support us from the bottom of our heart. And I pray that the Lord himself will bless you and anoint you and multiply the work of your hands and fulfill all of your desires in his mighty name. But the word of God says, let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. That's Psalms 35, 27. So I want you to pay very close attention to that. For he favoring his righteous cause. That means those who support the gospel here are spoken of his righteous cause. We shall shout for joy and we shall be glad. We're seeing glorious victories on earth today. And as the gospel is being preached to the nations of the world, millions of people are coming to the kingdom. So that verse continues and it says, Yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, which has pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. So you see, first thing first, God wants you to prosper. I don't know, I'm hearing a feedback. I don't know if someone has a radio on or something, but I'm hearing a feedback. I just want to say, if you turn your radio down or your volume down, that feedback wouldn't help, wouldn't help hurt the recording that's happening. 
So you see, it is God's pleasure that you prosper. So the question I want to ask you, though, is can God trust you? Because, see, throughout history, there has been six wealth transfers on the earth, and there's another one on the way. You see, the very first one happened with Abraham in Genesis chapter 10. I'm sorry, excuse me, Genesis chapter 12, verse 10. When the famine struck the land, Abraham, Abram at the time, his name wasn't changed to Abraham, but he went unto Egypt, also known as the, of Kemet. While there, the Egyptians saw Sari, which was, his, which was his wife at the time, and they acknowledged her beauty. And he spoke to the Pharaoh, and the Pharaoh decided to take her for a wife, believing that Sari was Abraham's sister. But Pharaoh entreated Abraham and gave him sheep, oxen, servants, cattle. So as you can see here, for Abraham's obedience of believing all of what he's known, and that's the challenge I'm going to ask you today to do. Are you prepared to leave all that which you knew or perceivably knew, as Abraham did at the tender age of 88, he decided to leave everything that he knew and follow the word of God, the true living, the true living word of God, and follow. And God blessed him for that, and he became a wealthy man from the land of from, from the land of Egypt, where he received livestock that was unimaginable. He, the Bible even tells us that Abraham went out of Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had and lot with him into the south, and Abraham became very rich. He was rich in cattle, silver, and in gold. He was the first recorded wealth transfer from the wicked to the righteous. But that wasn't the end. See, because God is the God of the beginning and in the end. He doesn't change. He is the Alpha and he is the Omega. So again, I'm going to give you another example because for some of you, you know, you might think that, well, you know, minister, I've heard all this before about the wealth transfer and, you know, I've taken classes on how wealth and real estate courses and I've done all these different things and you know I said and I follow with Malachi the book of Malachi says and I pay my tithes every day but still yet I'm still sitting in my same seat in my current church for 20 years and there's been no change there's a reason for that so here's another example again once again there was famine in the land and Isaac went to the Philistines which is in Genesis chapter 26 verse 1 then we see something amazing happen. Isaac sowed in that land and received a year and a hundredfold. So see, here we go with that word 100-fold again. For those of you who were on this broadcast last week, we spoke about how to profit. And the word of God doesn't want you to sow a seed and receive one grape. You can never sow a seed and get one. It's always one seed equals a bushel. So there's the law of multiplication there. But in this example, again, with Isaac, he received a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. Okay? And the man waxed great wealth, and he went on to be, he went on to be the father of a strong tribe and a strong nation. So your prosperity is not dependent upon the world's condition. See, people think that, oh, it has to be in prosperous times that we can be prosperous. When you have an anointing on your life and you're walking in the will and the mandate of kingdom living, it doesn't matter what, what the barrel of oil is trading at today. It doesn't matter what the exchange rate is today between the USD and the euro dollar. It doesn't matter what the pre-called um, fluctuations of the soon-to-be, the Kuwaiti dinar. It has nothing to do with any of those things. All of those things are factors that are outside of you. But the true fact of the matter is that it's what functions inside of you is what manifests on the outside of you. So as you can see, Isaac, let's talk about Jacob. I mean, I mean I can, the list goes on. Jacob is another great wealth of transfer. God gave Jacob the wealth of Laban. Jacob said, yea, know that all of my power I have served you, Father. See, Jacob was very obedient. He knew that he had to honor God in all of his substance. God will only bless those who are in ordinances with his will. And your father have deceived me and changed my wages ten times, but God suffered him not to hurt him. If he had said thus, the speckled shall be thy wage. You see, again, Jacob's calves and sheep were spotted, 
because someone came to steal it from him. But you know something? God blessed him. But the greatest story that I love the most is the story of Joseph. You see, Joseph was in the pit. He was one who was placed into slavery by his own family. But Joseph received the wealth of the superpower also of Egypt. And Pharaoh said unto, unto Joseph, For as much as God has shewed thee all this, there is none so discreet and wise as you. You shall be over my house, and according to your word shall all my people be ruled. And only in that time had Egypt even became greater. So you see, Joseph had a word. Joseph interpreted dreams. And he came forth and he prepared Pharaoh, a king of a kingdom, that a famine was coming. So you see, for us as believers, as walkers, as co-creators, as the I am, we have two seasons. We have a feast and we have a famine. There are seasons. There's a time to plant. There's a time to reap. What season are you in? But I'm here to say to you today that there is a season right now of Jubilee, a wealth transfer that is going to happen, and it's going to happen to those who are qualified. And I'm going to, I'm going to leave one last example before I get into the lesson today. King Solomon, as far as biblical affairs are concerned, provided the sixth biblical wealth transfer. God Almighty not only gave Solomon the wealth of one nation, but the wealth of nations of the world. King Solomon exceeded all of the kings of the earth for riches and for wisdom. That's 1 Kings chapter 10, verse 23. So think about it. He was the richest man on the planet because, God, because of God's great power and favor. So the question is, Who's next in line? Are you next in line? Are you next in line for the great transfer of wealth? The wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just, Proverbs 13, 22. So here's why. The Lord gave you the wealth of the sinner to establish his covenant. You see, we have to see, get back into kingdom, into kingdom living. Thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that gave us the power to obtain wealth that he may establish his covenant, which he swore unto our forefathers as of this day. See, his covenant is the gospel for all the nations. So we have to go out, once we pull the speck out of our own eye and get our conditions in order, we need to now go forth into the world and we need to replicate this situation. Sure, scripture says that they'll be poor amongst us. And those are the ones who fall short of righteousness, right consciousness. But we have to do it. But the question is, can God trust you? Now, in, previous, in the previous episode, we talked about wisdom. So you see, before you can even, even entertain that wisdom, let's talk about the judgments and what's going on in the world today to kind of get an idea that this transfer of wealth is really happening. Because I know a lot of those still need factual documentation. Well, if we go to Ezekiel 7:19, it says they shall cast their silver in the streets and their gold shall be removed. Their silver and their gold shall not be able to deliver them in the day of the wrath of the Lord because it is the what the stumbling block of their iniquity. So you see what's happening right now, well, let's talk about that gold, that casting the silver in the gold in the streets. Well, for those of you who don't know, now we're talking economics mixed with kingdomnomics. The United States of America went bankrupt in 1933. And they removed what is called the Coinage Act, which basically meant that the so-called money that you hold in your wallet is not true money. It's a promissory note. And it used to be backed by gold and silver, which means that you could redeem that piece of paper and give it to its originator, which happens to be the Federal Reserve in, con in conjunction with the United States Treasury, the Secretary of Treasury. But now it's not backed by anything. So we're walking around toiling. <laughs> you know, again, we, we're back in that psychosis. I know, Prophet, we spoke about how people are very schizophrenic in, its, in, in, in our daily walk. We're slaving and leaving our children with strangers and killing our, 
overworking our bodies to toil for something that's not even that doesn't even have any value. Yes, that is an illusion. That really is an illusion. And we do this, we see it every day. In the in the sixties, seventies and early eighties they had something called the latchkey kids, where you know what, the parents are so busy working they had to leave the kids home and the kids would lock themselves in the apartments or the homes until their parents came back. So you see, we're off toiling in the curse when God had an anointing. He had that Abrahamic covenant that was supposed to be for us. Our name was supposed to be great. But how could your name be great if you don't even acknowledge being I am that I am? Can I uh, ask I'm, a sure. question here? Sure. Because well, yeah. you were talking about in God we trust. Could it be because all that was removed from the school system, from any of the system, period, mm-hmm. now it begins to be in man we trust. Mm-hmm. And we know man can be very manipulative mm-hmm. and have their own personal agendas where they can gain mm-hmm. and others can lose. It becomes the game of Instead of win-win, is who is going to lose? Could it be just because we're now putting our hope and trust in man? As as we see, people are lined up for the Powerball. For <laughs> That's man's another, wealth. I'm glad that you mentioned that process. Look at that again. Man has been so conditioned to think out of himself and thinking that anything that's about wealth or riches, it has to be a get-rich-quick a get rich quick situation. And here it is. All of the wealth that you can ever desire is within you. The Powerball, only, the Powerball makes no sense. You have to reach within yourself. See, in Scripture, Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verse 26 says, For God giveth to man that which is sight of wisdom and knowledge. So let me ask you a question. The odds, what were the odds that they stated that the Powerball was? What, what, 500 million to one odds to win? I got 675 million okay. to one, okay. and that's I'm going to yield to your number because it's greater in, 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 in numerics. And, and that $2 investment means your quicker can be hit by a lightning bolt or elected president of the United States before you win the Powerball, but yet people are lined up paying hundreds of dollars. And and not to or, know that... I'm sorry. Or maybe their whole salaries. And man actually told you it just takes a dollar to win. He already told you the formula he <laughs> created, so he already told you anything Thing past a dollar is the waste of your money. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. I agree. So as you can see, blessed is, blessed is the meek, so they shall inherit the earth, which is all of its riches. And as you can see here in Ecclesiastes 2.26, once again, for God giveth to man that is good in the sight of wisdom and knowledge. So again, before we do anything, we have to use prudence. And then he gave us joy because, again, in James chapter 1, it says when you fall upon various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces perfect patience. So, you see, our faith is going to be tested in times of scarcity, which really there is no such thing as scarcity, but for those who want to have that experience. But it says the sinner, he giveth travail, which is the job, to gather and to heap up, and to gather in great abundance, that he may give to him, or him that is, good before God. So the question is again, can God trust you with this supernatural transference of wealth? See, God, just to let you know, has given the unsaved who operate in the old days in the Babylonian system of world commerce, as opposed to even today's mega world system, the top G8, it gave them the job to gather up and keep up untold trillions of dollars 
that he will cause to give, to give it to those who qualify, which we call the great harvest of the souls, those who are working to help the people truly deliver themselves out of bondage, he's going to bless those hands. So here it is right now. We have to operate and position ourselves first and foremost to receive such a blessing. So and may know, I interject, so, um, Minister Al? Sure. Could the Powerball be a fundraiser for the governmental institutions? What do I mean oh. by that? Well, what do you mean by so that? The I... Lord just placed that in my spirit. I know you exactly spoke what about, you mean. <laughs> you spoke about 1933 when America went bankrupt. Some people may know that. Some people may not know that. But could it be that they don't have enough paper and coin, or as we know it, on a metaphysical level, enough energy, conscious energy, unconscious energy, cubits of energy that they have to take and gather for, for, from people. Because if people are going out working, they're expelling, as you said, toiling energy over valueless paper. It's a way for them to control the people's minds. That's one example. But the second one is that if they're willing to have the Powerball at over a billion dollars, and that might be 5 to 10% of what they're collecting, can you imagine that fundraiser is at trillions of dollars that they could afford to pay you billions of dollars? Could it be that they need the money in the monetary system, even though it's an illusion, just to do the things they want to do or feel they need to do just to keep wars and everything going and to keep the people in a state of flux and confusion? Because really, how can you afford to give out over a billion dollars for free? Come on now. We know the governmental systems have to be able to profit any sensible person would know the governmental systems need to profit. So in no way would they give out a billion dollars unless it's profitable to them. So maybe it's not trillions, maybe it's gazillions. I have no well, idea, but it's well, definitely more than billions. Well, let's look at that for a minute. You made a very good application here. In reference to lottery system, as you know, the rules on the fundraising is that only 10% of the total dollars raised goes towards the actual entity or cause in which you're raising. So you are absolutely correct. When they afford to pay $1.5 billion or more in bonus and, and, and Powerball winnings, the reality is they took in a lot more than that. And that money, again, comes from the unsuspected participant who doesn't operate in wisdom and understanding that each time they go over the $2 requirement, you're just putting more money, and I use the word money for the lack of a better word, but we know there's no such thing as money. You put more debt into the system. We live in a debt system. So that transfer of wealth that I'm talking about is assets. And that's the first thing I wanted to share with you about in order to position mm. yourself for the greatest transfer of wealth. All of the examples that I gave biblically had to do with hard assets. Mm -hmm. It did not have to do with anything that was illusionary. Because, again, if you are knowledge of who you are in the physical realm, the natural man is real. And he cannot operate on anything 
that is artificial. artificial. And that's why that's mm-hmm. why it's difficult for them to function in this financial system because mm-hmm. you're used to feeling something in exchange. In the old days, if you wanted to do something, you bought it. If you if you were a good painter, you would paint and ask the person in exchange, I'll take a 50-pound bag of flour in exchange for mm-hmm. my service of being a painter. You receive something intrinsic, intrinsic value in exchange. But you see, now they have us believing that this Federal Reserve note that we walk around with in our pocket has intrinsic value. When we just educated you on the fact that if America went bankrupt in 1933 and Franklin D. Roosevelt instituted the Coinage Act, which says that the Federal Reserve note is no longer backed by anything, we're functioning in an illusion. And that's what happened in 2008 when the great when the great real estate bubble burst, ninety nine point nine percent of people purchased their homes with the expectation that the value of that well, they called it an asset, would go up in value. And so they created this presumption that the wealth was in equity. But mm. there is no there is no real thing of equity. Equity is imaginary. You either have to go into debt to get it out or it stays locked in the presumed asset. How many of the listeners today own real estate? And let's say you bought a home for $100,000 and 10 years later it's worth 200000 How do you get out the additional 100000 You either have to refinance and go into debt or you have to sell the alleged asset and cash out the 200000 Does that make sense? And pay taxes on it also. And pay taxes on it. Now, so how do you position yourself? You first have to know what an asset is. So those of you listening, again, this is for educational purposes. An asset, simply put, is something that pays you and remains the same in value or goes up in value. And a liability is something that you pay for and remains the same or goes down in value. And let's look at that. Everyday people who are pouring information and in consciousness go out every single day and buy depreciating assets to look rich. For wealth, is measured by time. For example, if you earn $10,000 a month and your livelihood to live is 5000 a month, how wealthy are you? The answer to that equation is quite simple. You're two months wealthy because your $10,000 a month can substantiate your living for two months before you have to <laughs> go back and toil again or back to the plantation again. So wealth is about creating a passive flow of currency that can sustain, or I should say, let's just change the words up, replenish your energy for longer periods of time, which basically means what? That you extend your life. Because in the system that we live in, we only ex- we only exchange a unit of energy for a wage. So are you saying, Minister Al, that equity is not wealth? Is it just an illusion of thin air that we couldn't take equity to the store to purchase something? Well, is that mm-hmm. what you're saying? What I'm saying because is that's an illusion. That's an illusion. Okay, so is it really equity or iniquity? <laughs> that's the thing. Well, 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 that's a matter of choice. But again, look at the example that we've given previously. The current of water travels between two pieces of land, and those two pieces of land in which the currency flows towards is called a what? A river bank. A bank. But does the water remain at the shore? Or does it come and it goes? It moves. It comes and it goes. It constantly moves. It constantly moves. So our responsibility now 
is to position ourselves where we can get this transfer of wealth, but real assets. So again, real assets pass, provide passive income. We don't wish to toil. We don't want to toil anymore. We want to learn to put our creative mind into obtaining passive income assets. And the, tr- and the greatest transfer is happening right now. The, the baby boomers who were born from, I believe, 1942 up to, up to 1964 mm-hmm. are baby boomers. And they control 77% of the, of the United States economy's wealth. And they're going to be retiring. They're retiring every single day. See, they hoarded and they stored up. They have beautiful mansions and large cars and all the and businesses because, again, America was built on the backbone of small and medium-sized business. They have all of this transfer of wealth, and no one is positioned to get it except for God's chosen ones. Because, see, the banking system is not supporting the acquisition of these things. But for those of you who are in the kingdom, we're going to teach you, we're going to share with you, because Scripture says that we're responsible for those who are brethren and those in our household. As Christ said, it would be not befitting to give what is righteous to the dogs. So we can only share this information with those who, be, who are going to support God's cause, because the days of storing up and heaping up the person you use and for and, and for secular lifestyles, the, the days have come. The day of reckoning has come. So we urge you to come forth and learn these principles. Once again, an asset is something that pays you. A liability is something that you pay for. Now to create wealth, as I mentioned to you before, you have to learn to create what is called a wealth pair, where you couple an with leverage will equal arbitrage. That means an asset that produces passive income and you're able to get leverage to acquire that asset and the difference between that is your arbitrage or what we call your passive currency. You can then begin to create and extend your life. Here's some food for thought. A corporation is an artificial being. But let me ask you a question using phonetic words. What is a corpse? Isn't that without life? Yes. So when you form a corporation and you and your God body puts your signage or your autograph or your appellation or whatever you wish to call it on that document, what happens to it? It becomes alive. It becomes life. Why? Because now you're pledging your life force as a transmuting utility into these situations. So you see, how do you become a master of time? Those masters that we're talking about, they form corporations. They get thousands and thousands of people to pledge eight hours a day. Just imagine, 10 people who pledge eight hours of their energy per day, you just generated 80 80 hours in a 24-hour period. So you wonder why the likes of Bill Gates and Oprah and all these are generating billions of dollars. It's because they understand the difference between an asset and a liability, leverage and arbitrage, but more so they understand what energy is. So it's time for us to position ourselves to be able to receive this transfer, I've given you numerous biblical principles and events, and, and I've identified and shared with you today how and what the country is doing right now. But where are you? Are you going to sit on the sideline waving to the boat as it sails off the pier? Or are you going to be on the boat, the good ship, waving to the people at the pier? The question relies is you, is you. Where do you want to be? Where do you see yourself? Well, I'm here to say to you at Kingdom Thinking Ministry and our members, we're obedient. We're going to be be the modern-day Abrahams where we're going to leave all of what we thought we knew, and we're going to 
allow new wine to be poured into our new wine skin so that we can take so that we can take hold of this entire situation. So I'm excited. I believe that the Lord is calling for this. You know, again, it's that time that we need to do this. I give you sound doctrine here. I encourage you. I look forward. I'm here to serve. We're here to serve. If you have issues, please don't forget again to send your prayer request. Or if you have a question that you have reference to a personal matter, feel free. Because again, as we move forward, we have to learn how to operate in public and in private. Because the word um, of God is intimate. Minister Al, do we have any calls that came into the queue? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna announce that right now for those who want to call and ask a question. Feel free. The number is six five seven three eight three zero nine four two. Once again, six five seven three eight three zero nine four two. Call in and feel free. We have about thirty minutes left to the broadcast. If you don't have any calls coming in in the, in a period of time, we can conclude. But I'm hoping, family, that you understand to take these principles and apply them. Because once again, a lot of this information, you're not going to get in the pulpit. Because I'm, writing, I'm in the process of writing a book right now called Profiting in the, in the Pulpit and Poverty in the Pews. There's an unbalance in the distribution of wealth in the kingdom because of a few unscrupulous men who are just selfish and not wanting to share the true information. But I'm here to say to you, again, I represent the naked truth. I'm not withholding anything. We're going to give it to you live and direct because where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And we want freedom in our kingdom. So we welcome you to be a part of our family. We encourage you to call in today right now, 657-383-0942. Ask your questions. Or if you want to be on a personal level, email us at kingdomthinkingministry at gmail.com. And we will answer you discreetly and privately. And we will work together in what we call our GPS program, where we'll give you God's path to success, where we will deal with you on your personal level and apply biblical principles to help you attain whatever that you desire to attain. And we also want to encourage you to uh, follow us. Um, uh, I apologize for that. Um, To follow us, there's a button right there. In the room that says follow, just click on that and follow Mm -hmm. its instructions. And that's another way for us to actually be able to communicate with you um, so that we can actually just let you know what is going on with Kingdom Thinking Ministry and how you can value by being... how we can add value to you by being a part of this uh, this ministry. Okay, so in the meantime, while we allow callers to call into the studio, we're going to take a commercial break, play a song, and we'll come back and see if there's any other callers, and if not, we'll just wrap up. We know it's a cold, blistering day here in New York City, and I imagine most part of the Northeast, but for those of you who are in the Southeast, we envy you. Uh, so we're going to take a, a music break right now, and we'll we'll be right back. You got total control like a puppet master. I'll be the church, let you be the pastor. And what I want, man, you know I'm a asker. Throw a blessing like a picture, man, I'll be the catcher. You keep it popping like a firecracker. Used to be a thug, but you changed the stature. The steak is from cheese and crackers. Life changed every time I read a chapter. Yeah. You got me on lockdown and I don't want to pay the bills. Make me feel so good inside, make me want to yell. Kind of private by mine and you got me on a dance Put my trust in you cause I know you will never fail yeah. As I get my money, I give you money first Then show how much I love you, I'm what you really worth You are the living water, make me obey my first Shouting and converting and giving a new birth Music, a beautiful melody 
and even employing attorneys who are creating a mess for them. But we have a message for you, a timely message for you, that you do not have to lose the roof over your head. So please join us this Saturday again on Block Talk Radio forward slash Kingdom Thinking Radio so you can get information on how you can protect yourself from walking the knowledge of God in terms of keeping that roof over your head feeling blessed and not worried. So again, we'll see you next Wednesday, at this Saturday at 11, and for next week we'll be back again on Wednesdays. But just make a note on your calendar for this Saturday at 11 a.m. We're looking forward to you joining us and just having a life that we can create fun and harmony and prosperity in. And until we wish you Enjoy the rest of your day and have a blessed and sacred day. Oh, 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 oh,